The greatest gift God has given this world is the precious gift of grace. Please understand that grace is not a teaching. Grace is a person, the person of Jesus Christ. John 1.17 says, For the law was given through Moses, but grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. Open your spirit and prepare to receive, through Bishop Herb Andrew, God's Word of Grace, which is building you up from the inside out, while positioning you to enjoy the inheritance Jesus paid for with His blood. This is your moment of grace. Hi, I'm Bishop Herb Andrew, and this is your moment of grace. This entire month has been so awesome for us as we have looked into the concept or the gift that God has given unto each and every one of us, the gift of cross consciousness. In other words, the ability to operate like the Apostle Paul, who declared that he determined not to know anything except Jesus Christ and him crucified. We understand that to be cross-conscious, it is a powerful way to live our lives. Because as we live our lives conscious of the finished work of Calvary's cross, it is this cross-consciousness that makes us righteousness conscious. In other words, because we know what Jesus did on that cross, we understand that he who knew no sin became sin for us that we might become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. So we understand that to be cross-conscious, it makes us righteousness-conscious, which ultimately removes our sin-consciousness, which allows the blessings of God, the benefits of God, to freely flow into each and every one of our lives unhindered, and undisturbed by anything that we can do. So to be cross-conscious, it is so powerful because to be cross-conscious, it is, it is to see Jesus. It is to see Jesus as proof of God's unwavering desire under the banner of grace to see us blessed in every area of our lives. You know, I, I, I think religion has really distorted the picture because religion paints a picture of a God who, who we have to convince to bless us, a God who we have to uh, perform a certain way to bless us. But when you and I begin to understand the power of the cross and we begin to live our lives with the level of cross consciousness, then we will discover that Jesus Christ himself, he is the proof. He is the proof that our God has an unwavering desire to see his people walk in the blessings that he, that he himself has originated and that he himself has provided in and through the finished work of our Savior. You know, when you look at 1 Kings chapter number 18, I believe that that proves, uh, that proves everything that we've talked about last in our last episode, and it just confirms how much God wants us blessed. Because the people of God, 
in a time of rebellion, the people of God, in a time when they had turned their back on God, they were now dealing with the consequences of those actions. And listen to what the Bible says in 1 Kings chapter 18 and in the first verse. The Bible says, and it came to pass after many days that the word of the Lord came to Elijah in the third year saying, go present yourself to Ahab and I will send rain on the earth. Now the rain, it represents the blessings of God. The people of God, they are in disobedience. The people of God, they have been serving idol gods. And the Bible says that while the people of God were in disobedience, while the people of God were serving these idol gods, God himself decides that he is ready to bless them. Oh my God, I hope you guys are hearing this today. In the midst of their disobedience, God determines that he wants his people blessed. So what does he do? He gives word, he gives instructions to his prophet. And the prophet, the prophet in turn is instructed to go to Ahab and to let Ahab know that God is getting ready to send rain upon the earth. Now, of course, as you continue to read, and I encourage all of you to read that entire 18th chapter, because what you'll see in that 18th chapter is something that we have called the showdown on Mount Carmel, because here it is now. The prophet gives instructions to King Ahab. The prophet tells King Ahab to gather all of the rebellious people along with all of his prophets of Baal. And he challenges the people to make a decision in whom they were going to serve. He says, if the Lord be God, serve him. But if Baal be God, then you serve Baal. And so here it is, the, the, the showdown, the showdown at Mount Carmel. He tells the king, he says, okay, this is what we'll do. We'll determine whose God is the real God, because the real God will answer by fire. We'll let you lay out your sacrifice on your altar. You call upon Baal. And if Baal answers by fire, if Baal sends fire to consume the sacrifice, then Baal is the real God. But, but if I lay my sacrifice and I call out to my God, whose ever God answers by fire, that's the God. That's the God who is the real God, the Lord God, creator of all. So you know the story. The Bible says in 1 Kings chapter 18 and verses 25 through 29 that the prophets of Baal, they made an altar and they called upon Baal. They began to call upon him for hour upon hour and upon hour. And, and ultimately, they, they set up the altar. They set up the sacrifice, but they receive no response from Baal because Baal is an 
idol God. He's really not a real God. There's only one true and living God, and the only way to him is through our Savior, Jesus Christ. So after getting no response from their idol gods, now it's Elijah's turn, the prophet of God. And the prophet of God, what does he do? He sets up the altar. He sets up the altar of the Lord. But listen to what the Bible says in verse number 36. The Bible says, and it, as it came to pass at the time of the offering of the evening sacrifice, that Elijah the prophet came near and said, Lord God of Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, let it be known this day that you are God in Israel, and I am your servant, and that I have done all of these things at your word. I think it's important that we note that, that Elijah, he set up the altar of the Lord, but he did it, the Bible says, at the time of the evening sacrifice. Those of us who study the word, we understand that the Jews, they would offer two burnt offerings unto God every day, not even realizing that those burnt offerings, they both pointed to Jesus Christ. They had something called the morning sacrifice, which took place every day at 9 a.m. But then they had the evening sacrifice, which took place at 3 p.m. And when you study the Bible in the New Covenant in Mark's Gospel, chapter number 15, you'll find out that at the time of this morning sacrifice at 9 a.m., that is the exact same time that Jesus was crucified. But the Bible also records that it was six hours later at 3 p.m. at the time of the evening sacrifice when Jesus finally gave up the ghost. So what did this man of God do? He set up the altar. He set up the altar at the time of the evening sacrifice because he understood that these sacrifices, they pointed to Jesus Christ himself. Now, I'm suggesting to you, I'm suggesting to you that when we are cross-conscious, the cross to be cross-conscious, it, it, it is to see Jesus as proof of God's unwavering desire to bless us. Look at it in the Bible, because the Bible says again that he set up this sacrifice. He set it up during the time of the evening sacrifice. Verse 37 says, he prayed unto the Lord and said, God, he says, hear me that this people may know that you are the Lord God and that you have turned their hearts back to you again. And verse 38 says, then the fire of the Lord fell and it consumed the burnt sacrifice. It consumed the wood, the stones, the dust, and licked up the water that was in the trench. And now when all the people saw it, they fell on their faces and they said, the Lord, he is God. The Lord, he is is God. Hallelujah. What's your point? What is the point, Bishop? What is the point of all of this? Well, think about it for a moment. We have been talking about this awesome gift of being cross-conscious. And we've said that to be cross-conscious is to see Jesus as proof of God's unwavering desire to always see us blessed. 
Now, this bull that Elijah set up on the altar, understand that this bull, it represented Jesus's sacrifice on the cross. With this bull, it, 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 it literally was a type of Jesus. And, and, and the fire that came from heaven, the fire that, that consumed the, the sacrifice, the fire represents the judgment of God. Look at the entire picture. Look at the, the progression of what God does and how, how much he wants us blessed. It started out with the people people who were in rebellion, people who were in sin, just like you and I, when we did not have God on our mind, he commended his love towards us in that while we were yet sinners, he allowed Christ to die for us. In other words, our minds were not on him, but he would still have his mind on us, positioning us to be blessed in spite of the sin that we had in our lives. So here it is. The people are in rebellion. They're in sin, but God decides to bless them. God decides to send rain into their situation. But because God is a just God, I told you before, yes, he is a God of love, but, but, but he is also a just God. And because God is a just God, even though he wants to bless the people, sin has to be punished before God's blessings can rightfully be released. And although the people had sin, look at it, the people sin, but when the fire of God fell from heaven, the fire did not consume the people but the fire consumed the sacrifice. Oh, I hope you guys see this. The fire, it, 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 it did not fall on the people, but the fire fell on the sacrifice. Look at verse 38 again. The Bible says that after Elijah prayed, the fire of the Lord, which represents his judgment, it fell and it consumed the burnt sacrifice. The fire, the people sinned, but the fire of God's judgment, it did not fall on the sinful people, but it fell on the sacrifice, the sacrifice that represents Jesus Christ himself. And when the fire fell on the sacrifice, even though the people deserved it, the Bible says in verse 39 that it caused the people's hearts to return to God. And two verses later, Two verses later, Elijah was making the statement, I hear the sound of an abundance of rain. What are you saying? What I'm saying is this. When we get the revelation that although we're not perfect in our own actions, when we get the revelation that, that, that God wants us to always be, be cross-conscious, now we begin to understand that even though our actions may not be perfect, we see Jesus as proof. We see Jesus as proof of God's unwavering desire to bless us at all times. Because even though we're not perfect, the fire of God's judgment, it hasn't fallen on us, but it has fallen on Jesus. And because the 
fire of his judgment has fallen on Jesus, now we are qualified to receive the abundance of rain that God always wanted us to possess, hallelujah, when he took the people out of bondage. All of this family, all of this is a picture of what happened at the cross. Because of what happened at that cross, the waters of God's blessings, they are, they are continuously flowing. And our job, our job is, is, is to simply receive what God has provided, but to receive it not based upon how well we perform, but to receive based upon how well did Jesus perform when he hung on Calvary's cross. See, cross consciousness, it will ultimately make you righteousness conscious, which will remove sin consciousness and allow the blessings of God to freely flow into every area of your life. Thanks again for connecting with us on today. I know that you are being blessed through the word of his grace because it is the word of his grace that builds us up and gives us the inheritance that each and every one of us so, so badly desire. Thanks for connecting. I'm Bishop Herb Andrew, and this has been your moment of grace. Be sure to follow us on our social media platforms by subscribing to our Beacon Light of Homer YouTube channel and following us on Beacon Light of Homer Facebook and Instagram pages. Join us for a life-changing word on Sundays at 9 a.m. and 6 p.m. for our Beacon Light of Homer worship experience or Wednesday on our Grace Reloaded Bible Study at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. Bishop Herb would love to hear from you. Leave your comments and be sure to stay connected by subscribing to this Moment of Grace podcast. If this podcast has been a blessing to you, make sure you share it with your friends and loved ones. Remember, because of his awesome grace, our God is faithful to manifest every blessing and benefit Jesus has paid for through his finished work on the cross of Calvary. Our part is to believe, receive, and enjoy what has already been provided, motivated by his tremendous love. Until next time, this has been your moment of grace. Thank you for sharing on today.